Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with. Super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this, it's so good for my digestion, my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life, and ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it, and I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens, but I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste, and the taste is actually really refreshing, and I really look forward to it each morning. Don't, don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good, um, and it's good for you, so remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible, just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer, and he had, he had those every single day. He said it's, it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash OLLC to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meat, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit athleticgreens.com slash OLLC. And get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Athleticgreens.com slash OLOC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love what you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, liquid death water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, liquid death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Hang out. <clears throat> check, check. Welcome to the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I got my brother again next to me, Mr. Derek Green. Thank you for being here. 
Hi. I have to take a picture of your new short mic stand so I th- the listeners can see what I'm putting you through right now. I know, man. This is torture. Because <laughs> I had these long extended ones, but they got stripped, so I, I had this. But sure, has been nice enough Should to lace me. Short, stubby one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, I, I can hear you. Do a mic check. I'm Keep testing it. it. Okay. I tested it. Check. Um, check. And then back on the podcast right now, my brother from another mother, Mr. Mike Judge. Thank you for being here, Mike. Yes, brother. And I've, so for the listeners, if they want to hear your story um, leading up to right now, episode 22 and 23, wow, it was a long time ago. We did phone calls, which I hate doing, but you were so kind enough to do two phone calls with me, part one and part two. But now so we're catching is, up this on- This is the third time, is yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, so. so this is the first time in real life, which is awesome. Okay. So is there anyone that's been on like three times? Yeah. Him, Kevin Seconds, Milo- you should give like a jacket or something. Yeah, should like, get to a certain like three times. <laughs> we'll give him a, a case of liquid death or, or something, you know, like <laughs> something to go home with. Right. Um, well, thank you for being here, Mike. How are you, man? I'm pretty good, brother. How are you? Good. I haven't seen you in a while. Um, I'm trying to think. The last time I saw you, and also the last time the judge played too. It's been it's been yeah. a minute. When was it? When's the last time you saw Judge Derek? It was in Brazil. Zil, zil, zil. Yeah. That was the last. <laughs> <laughs> what, year, what year was that? Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. No you, 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 took, like, you took Mike on the town? Yeah. Yeah. Dude. yeah. He, he took, he oh, took yeah. us on his That's ride. Right. We were, he was in, in the van with us, and we're driving. At every stop, like, people are just like, oh, Derek. I'm like, what's <laughs> like the mayor? Like, what the fuck is going on, dude? Like, he's like the biggest deal ever. <laughs> what year was that? Remember? I want to say 2015. No, wait, wait. I have a tattoo of it. What? Oh, yeah. All those guys went to get tattoos. 2014. Okay. Yeah. 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 You guys got tats? I didn't get a tat because I took her out to dinner. Oh, what a nice. That's so nice. We got Kay Judge in the house, too. She's just chilling, being quiet and chill (laughs) over here. Um, So you you missed the the night out of tats. That was 2014. Siv never loved to hear the end of it either. He was pissed. (laughs) (laughs) He was breaking the balls. Yeah. Um, so is is Judge chilling right now, kind of like on a hiatus? Yeah, yeah. Like everything shut down, so everything was like that. And then I lost, you know, lost our house in Jersey. Yeah. So I had to relocate. Yeah. And uh, you know, had friends help me out. That moved was out awesome. To Albany. Man. And you like in Albany right now? I I like Albany. It's great. Yeah. Where we live is great. Uh, like being close to these guys that I've grown up with is like really fucking great yeah i'm sure because where you lived before that what you weren't really hanging much people you guys just kind of no nah, thing no nah. yeah. wasn't hanging with anybody it's just me and her in a swamp dude <laughs> <laughs> literally <laughs> a swamp it was like the swamp of new jersey dude like a, it was like a sad bruce springsteen song truthfully. <laughs> so there was a swamp outside yeah all around us <laughs> wow we were in wetlands we were, it was it was it was fucked up what part of jersey is that that has swamps I mean, pretty much all Jersey, really. <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what it's known for, the Meadowlands and shit like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. So now you're in Albany and life's good and just chilling and living and it's a different pace than New Jersey for sure from the swamps. Yeah. You're in a city now. It's like... Like I... Yeah. Like it's a, it's a city. It's kind of... I mean, it's weird because when I was in... Living in New Jersey, I was only like 20 minutes, 15 minutes away from New York City. Yeah. So and we're not... That was my job, driving a truck I would drive. So I was in the city every day. Yeah. So I miss that. I miss New York City. Being up here is weird because it's like a city. With it, woods. It, 
Yeah, it's like city <laughs> surrounded. There's woods close by. It's like streets are like super violent. And some then some streets are like really nice. It's like it's a weird city, man. It's hard mm. to figure out. It's like it doesn't go by neighborhoods where you're just like, oh, this neighborhood's bad. This neighborhood's good. Albany's more like this street's bad. This street's good. Like where we live, we live right underneath Albany Med. Our street's really nice. Yeah, and like a block away on the other side of us, on the other side of our apartment buildings, it's like cops shooting dudes and shit and wow. and in the parks they're shooting like the gunplay is like sick in Albany dude it's crazy oh, wow. we do man I know that's like the capital you didn't hear yeah, about stuff yeah. like that in Albany we're like uh, we're like we're like 10 minutes away from like the capital district like downtown why, yeah. why Albany I don't know man it's like it seems like the cops have this this thing where they just if it's like a big crowd they don't stop them mm-hmm like there's four wheelers like taking over streets and shit three wheelers you know dirt bikes right right and they just they can't chase them because these guys will just go on sidewalks maybe hurt somebody i guess yeah yeah yeah. so they do that they also like like because where we live right there's like it's a washington park really nice park yeah on one side not like washington square park no, <laughs> no, not like Washington Square Park. But uh, you know, Steve lives on one side of the park. We yeah. live on the other side of the park, and um, so to, and then there's like a couple smaller parks, and yeah. and like there's businesses, and like these businesses want to close down because no one will help them because the everybody in the park will just storm like you know businesses. They'll yeah. all just get together and storm a business, mm. take whatever. It's like yeah, wow, and like, yeah. Okay. Wow. So it's like it's it's fucked up, and like there was like a little kid. He's just shooting a gun into the park randomly, not at anybody. Just wow. No no one knows where he gets a gun. He's just uh, just firing off rounds into the park. It's fucking weird, man. It's crazy. Nobody talks about Albany like that. They talk about New York yeah, City or other I places. Know. They don't I, really talk about Albany being like crazy like that. I, I didn't think it was going off like that. Today. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But why? But why did you move to Albany? Oh yeah, good yeah, question. Like, what was the well? I lost my job when the pandemic shut everything down. Mm-hmm. And then and then I tried to do like some deals to save my house, my condo. Didn't work out. Which I have a bad record when it comes to standing in front of a judge. It seems to never work out for me. <laughs> and uh so it didn't work out. So we were we were kind of fucked. And uh so we were we were like holed up in like this fucking work trailer and just trying to get through it you know and uh you know some of the guys are just like like Siv was like hey I can help you out come do this yeah and then Jordan was like I can help you out come out here and do this and then and then it was like like I remember like Steve Reddy at one point he was judge was playing like in New Jersey like down South Jersey and uh he had said at the time when I walked in, cause he, things were happening already. Like before the pandemic shut everything down, I was already on a nosedive. Like yeah, things remember, were getting, getting rough. And, um, so he, you know, Steve, he's like, he just fucking loves to do shit with music. You know? yes, so he's just like, judge is playing. I'm going to come out and do merch. And so he's like doing merch. And when I show up, he's like, I'm standing there. I say hello to him. And he's like, uh, so when you coming up to Albany and, uh, we'll hook you up. And then, that stuck with me because I don't know in my mind I thought Albany was like I I would still have access to New York City yeah and then I in my head I'm like you know if 
Buffalo Sabres and all this shit. Like, I'm thinking all this shit. And uh, the thing is, I go up there, and um, Buffalo's like fucking 300 miles away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's far, man. You know, like, New Jersey's still, the New Jersey teams are still local to me, and I'm yeah. in Albany. It's like crazy. But it was just a situation where, I, I mean, I've known Steve like, fuck. He's like one of the original guys I met when I first joined Youth of Today. One of the first stops we did was to go up there, and Steve was living with Dave Stein. I don't know if you Dave's Dave. Was Dave was my Stein. lawyer, man. Yeah. My yeah. man. I so they were Stein. they were living together, yeah. and uh, we used to get like um, calling card numbers, Sick. so we could. Oh, yeah, the calling <laughs> card number. So that was the stop. They they supplied us with calling card numbers so we could make phone calls while we we're on tour. <laughs> I remember That's those. Right. That was yeah. a sick thing, yeah. man. And uh, you know. It was. It just seemed like it was the right move, and it was because. Because you would talk about maybe coming to Cali too, maybe going to Revelation as well. Yeah, I remember that was like one or the other. I remember that. Yeah, it's just Steve and Kate are like, I don't know, they're like a different kind of people, man. They're legit. Like they they legit look out for people like family. Like you guys, they yeah. take care of people. They really live what yeah what this whole scene and music was about. They live it still. Yeah, you know what I mean. That's like really Steve's cool. like legit, yeah. real fucking awesome yeah. human dude. Yeah, it's all. I think it's great, man. And it's a fun place to work, man. It's actually it's it's kind of cool. Like uh, everybody there is like super fucking young. So mm. I don't know any of these bands that we're even doing. Oh yeah, he tells me sometimes you heard this band. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, you ever like, hear this twenty thousand items? <laughs> I'm just like, I never fucking heard of this guy. Like it's just it's so fucking <laughs> weird. But uh, I mean, it's great. And there's so many great. different bands that you're that you're. They're pushing over there, and like, yeah. yeah, from just even like terror to like, I don't know, some big band, even like, what's the one with the clowns? Uh, I- ICP, ICP, yeah. yeah, they crush merch, bro. Yeah, oh, they, yeah, no, that's a dude. whole, that's a whole nother level, man. They have a whole different world, like, their merch is great, man. They're like the only band that does up to like five X shirts and shit. <laughs> it's like sick. <laughs> <laughs> like their show, their shows Whoa. must be fucking great. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah you don't know about West. that world. I know about them. Come on, man. I know they're super you've DIY watched, too. You never watched the documentary about the jugglers? No, I should though. I, I have a friend who's a juggler. I actually, I actually seen it. I just never sat down to watch it. You got a friend who's a juggler? Really? Yeah. <laughs> my and friend Jake. I was, was just, just, just going to say York. that too. I was like, you really? You know Jake from the New York who did did the pod and he books all the shows. You the boat shows everything. Jake's a juggler. Jake. Oh, he's got a tap. Oh yeah. Really? Actually, he's got a crazy juggler. That surprising. Yeah, but. Some people are secret, like secret, secret jugglers. Secret jugglers. Yeah. You need to watch okay. Serious Stock, man, to get. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For real. To hold another uh, world. When they they made like these hockey jerseys, so we threw one on Steve. Took a picture of it. It's like <laughs> it was like the most liked picture I've ever put up on Instagram. No way. Yeah. So it's like Steve in a fucking ICP jersey. It's fucking great, dude. One <laughs> of those dudes like they're straight hip hop too, right? Kind of hip hop metal ish. They didn't know about hardcore and punk and shit, probably. They probably do, right? They probably do. I'm sure. I remember their beef with Eminem. That was crazy. He was destroying yeah. them one time. Yeah. Because they're from Detroit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's crazy. Covision used to be on 20th something street. I used to go there and visit Steve when, yeah. when they were in Manhattan. Yeah. It's so nuts. Like how just the longevity of that label. The, our, fir, our first seven inch was on Equal Vision. Oh, wow. Yeah. The one moon on the cover. That yeah. Was Equal Vision. Oh, that was on Equal Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He's been in the game for so long and like dealt with all kinds of like different major labels trying to buy him, just all kinds of things. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's still independent. Yes. 
Yeah, I mean, we're it's it's weird because it's all one building, but it seems to be kind of split up, like Equal Vision, Merch Now, and then the print shop. He's got Merch Now, too, mm-hmm. as well. So, but, uh, yeah. Is it crazy if you would, like, be gone? You were gone for so long, like, not involved in any kind of music scene, right? And then you come back, and you're like, even K. Judge wasn't that familiar with Judge and seeing you perform as a singer, right? And then you get thrall back into this by basically hitting up Siv out of, out, of, out of nowhere, asking to get one of his friends on the guest list for a Sick of It All show after a million years. And then that's when kind of the reconnect yeah, happened. Yeah. And then now you're like enthralled in this music scene and learning about all these fucking bands and this, this whole world of music that's been thriving since you were gone. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Is that, is that a, such a um, different reality for you now? Like wh- how you're living now and how like for so long you weren't... One more question. Like, what were you listening to when you were off the grid? Oh, were you listening show. to hardcore music? I don't think I was. Like, because uh, like probably like what people want to know is like Mike was this biker listening to Johnny Cash and Bob Dylan and all this. <laughs> shit. I mean, I was listen- I was listening to Bob Dylan. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I but listen- you know what I mean? Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I listen to like guys. I I don't go. I don't judge music like. This is this this band is heavy because they sound like this, or this band yeah. is this because they sound like this. Like to me, it's all about the well. It's just all about the words. Like yeah. heavy Lyrics. comes from the fucking words, right? And uh, so I'm, I'll always go words first, I like that. and I don't really care what type of music is. As if the if it's if the words are real, then I'm into it. Yeah, I definitely so, noticed that with Judge for sure. Yeah, I like the I like the I like the songwriters. I yeah. like those type I love of guys. That. Me too. So, Lyrics. so yeah. even like Leonard Cohen, you know, Towns Van Zandt, shit like that. Like those guys, like those guys were bleeding all over for the over the pages. Those words are written in, in their own blood. Mm-hmm. They were dying for it. I love that. Yeah. So, like, I'll listen to I'll I'll listen to like a Towns Van Zandt song. And go, that's the fucking heaviest thing I've ever heard in a long time. Mm-hmm. Even though it's just him and an acoustic guitar, it's still fucking way heavier than any fucking crunchy guitar singing about Goblin. Yeah. Right. Period. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Screw this yeah. Goblins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, yeah, I come from the end of ice, ice and Snow. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. It just doesn't yeah. do it for me. Yeah. I know. I hear you. That's exactly how I feel, too. I mean, what? I mean, listening to Judge for the first time and knowing that it was very different were the lyrics that drew me to it because I was like, wow, this is, this person is really t- not afraid to really speak about something that's coming very deep inside that a lot Personal. of people weren't really doing so much. I felt like in a hardcore scene, I felt that people were writing stuff, but this seemed very real when I was hearing Judge and angry, you know, like at the time there was a lot of positive stuff going on. I was like, this oh, is yeah. cool, but I was like, I don't know. As a young kid, I wasn't that one-dimensional. There were angry moments for me, so I'd switch yeah. different styles of music. I one that was like, no, I'm feeling, you know what? Finally, when Judge came out, I was like, yes. This is something that I can relate to because, A, a lot of the people in the band are straight. They're coming from a different perspective, but they're angry. You know, yeah. it's like this is an emotion. Angry straight edge. Angry straight edge. And yeah. I was like, yes, because I was pissed off at that time because I was straight. I didn't drink or anything or smoke or do drugs, but I was surrounded by people that drove me insane. Yeah. I just came up with a new term for judge, street edge. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you think about it, because I always say that, and I say it in front of Mike, that Car Earth Crisis, we were watching Judge at this when they came back to play, we were in the festival in Canada, and Mike Judge says, you know what? 
uh, bringing it down is like the age of coral for straight edge. <sighs> Yeah, and and yeah, that, I, I think that's it. true. There's a lot. There's so many similarities to and, that. And also, I just didn't like the inter- like a lot of people in, interpret straight edge as being weak. And this yes. was something that was finally coming out. I was like, no, finally, you know, a point of view where it's like it's absolutely the opposite. You yeah. know, I'm not afraid or unapologetic, which I was like, oh yeah, this is a strong voice that needs to be heard. You know, a side of. I think that whole thing is, I there was stuff I wanted to like. I wanted to say. Yeah. Yeah. But um I always I always tried to hold back because especially like at that age, I didn't want to uh I didn't want to actually admit where my fucking anger was coming from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Even though you're singing about it, you're still keeping it inside, do you? Yeah. You know, like there's a fucking there's a black Black Sabbath song where Ozzy goes, people think I'm heavy. They don't know what I hide. That's like, I don't know. I think back then, if I just would have spilled my guts, I like how I really felt, like what I was really mad at, I don't think people would have dug it too much. Because I was ready to, I, I mean, I was ready to burn my family down. I was like, I, yeah. just, I just felt like I got to an age and I look back at, at, at me being a little kid and I was like, you people should have did better. Mm-hmm. You should have done a better job. You didn't want a kid, then you shouldn't have had a fucking kid. You know, yeah. you shouldn't have handed me off to these fucking people, these people who did this. And then when you found out these people did this, then you handed me off to this. And then these people did this. Yeah. And then you wondered why I turned out the way I turned out. You know, I was fucking pissed. And then I joined Youth of Today, and I love those fucking guys, but they were. They just didn't come up like me, you know. Right. I was fucking in my town. I live in Tawako. I, I I was born in Tawako, moved to Montville like a little bit over. It was hillbilly. We were raised fucking hillbilly, and the fucking like if you were any if you were anything different than these fucking football players who became the cops, then you were a target. And the beatings were like every night. Yeah. You couldn't go out, out. You couldn't walk down the street. We would used to cut through the woods, walk down train tracks just to stay away from. Them. When I first, when I first, I fell in love with you today and then I joined them and I'm like, when I'm, when I meet, now I'm in a van with them. I'm like, holy shit, these are a lot like the guys I fucking hate. You know, like (laughs) (laughs) they're, they're, they're they're fucking very, the jock vibe. Yeah. They're they're very jockey. And, uh, it was just, and they weren't dudes that really like fought or had to like fight or had to. Yeah. Like like they just didn't have the, they just didn't have that, the darkness where I, where I was coming from. And uh, and I love them, yeah. and I and I love the band, and I love that whole time period. But um, I just I just needed to like say some shit. I needed to like I had some things I wanted to say, and yeah. I just had to. That's that's how Judge started. Yeah, and I also heard you mention before like you 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 want to be the band that was like that could protect youth of today because they were, they were catching a lot of shit and they well, were, they were, like, they were getting it yeah. from all directions. You know? oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and you uh, could be like the, a harder straight edge band that could stand up and, and, and say things and do things and, and represent straight edge in a different way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like and coming from a different place. Cause they came from a totally different place, Connecticut. Do you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Connecticut and upstate and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's it's just a, it's just, it was just like a weird time where like 
youth today was like such a positive yeah. thing <laughs> and people didn't like him for it They're like <laughs> made, it made zero fucking sense like but you also love seven seconds who were super positive yeah I love seven seconds because of those fucking words, man. Yeah. Like, words. The, those words. words. And I was like, man, I wish this guy was my friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where are these type of people? Like, how'd I get stuck here? Because a lot of the songs had similar beats, but the, every song had a different message, man. Seven seconds. Yeah. Like, they were like talking yeah. about stuff way beyond what people weren't talking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, deep shit. Like, family, fathers, everything. Like, yeah. Even New Wind, all those records, you know. New Wind is like, that's that's the fucking record. Right I there. know. Wow. That's that, that's a perfect I, 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 album. It's like the Justice for All though when it came out. I remember some, I was like, mm, I don't know about this, but then I really got into it. Like uh, the first time I heard New Wind, I was like, wow, this is special, dude. I'm gonna get you, as soon as we're done. I'm gonna connect you with Mike Gitter. He just called me. I did like an interview with him and and talked about New Wind because he's re-releasing it. You gotta yeah. be on, you gotta be on liner notes because I know you love it too, man. Like that record was such a big deal for I don't know why. I love the other records, Skins, Brains and Guts, Committed for Life, yeah. Crew, right. Walk Together, but then I heard New End and the melody and just everything. I don't know. It just no, hit me. It, it definitely stepped to a different and level. The timing of it was just That whole band is just special to me. Like we when you know, they they got back together and Sammy's playing with him and he's like, We're playing in Boston, come check us out. <laughs> so we go up and check him out. I hadn't seen Seven Seconds in a really, really long time. And it's like everybody's there except Troy, of course, but I just remember when they when they played "We're Gonna Fight." I was yeah. like, I was like, oh shit, I'm getting a little weepy right now. <laughs> <laughs> this is like this is like the greatest moment again. Like, I, know, dude. I just love that band. They're they're and they sound so good right now. He's like in the sixties, oh, yeah. bro. Yeah, they like, sound incredible. When we saw them at the Palladium, it was dude. fire. It really. Sammy was great. Just the whole oh, band man. was so tight. It was such a great vibe. Are, are, are you listening to new hardcore bands and stuff? Did you pay attention to? It? Or, or you ha well, it's always in your face at your job too, you know? Yeah, I mean, I I hear stuff. <laughs> Do you hear stuff where you're like, oh, they were completely influenced by Judge, or just Ooh, like because there's a lot of bands that were absolutely. I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of don't. I kind of don't think about think like about stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, I think Judge is people have. I've paid Judge enough credit. Like, yeah, we got the credit we deserved. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. And do you see like a new music for Judge or no? Would I mean, we've tried. That? Yeah. But um, I know you started writing some stuff. It or... just feels it's like so much fucking pressure. I don't know yeah. if it's unwarranted or not, but like I like write something or or I'll listen to a riff and shit and then I'll try and put it together try to piece it together in my head and then i'll always think back to like some of those and i'll be like is this actually a step a, a step forward uh, yeah right you know because i don't know man it's like, a lot of years i'm not between. saying i'm not saying those songs are like the best thing ever but even though it's a judge song like if i hear the storm yeah dude I get, I get a little fucking amped, dude. Oh, yeah, no, me you know? too, still, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, like, I mean, that's like definitely one of my favorite. I mean, it was like, what, where did this, I mean, especially at the time that it came out, I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, that shit gets me. <laughs> that, that shit gets me going. And then when I hear, like, when we start trying to put together new stuff, I'm like, how come I'm not feeling that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't want to force it either. Yes, exactly, yeah. And, and I'll admit, there are a lot of motherfuckers out there who, who like, 
doubting and shit and they and they've gotten to me like they're in my head mm. and and i know those cocksuckers would love for me to do something stupid <laughs> you know so fuck you know like it's like it's, it's hard man it's hard yeah i mean you just gotta be inspired and it's gotta just be natural and not for you know what i'm saying yeah. like people waited that many years a lot of years like 30 years something yeah yeah i agree it can't be forced but like i've what Judge has done for me is incredible, like, especially coming back. Like, I went to fucking Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Never go to fucking Brazil. Yeah. The, the places I've been because of a fucking punk rock band are, like, I'm just like, sometimes, I'm just, dude, trust me. I'm a guy, every time, whenever I wake up in the morning, I always say, I don't deserve this. <laughs> you know? Like, this is a fucking incredible things that I've done yes. because of this fucking band. Mm. Yeah. And I'm fucking grateful and... If it if I, if it ever happens again, I'm content. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, like I, like I'm gonna live forever because of bringing it down. I'm mm-hmm. immortal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm gone, someone's gonna hold up that record. There I am. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And that dude's gonna be like, this guy Mike. He said some shit and he meant it. Right. And then that's <laughs> right, it. Right. <laughs> that's amazing, actually. So I'm content. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean, when you get, when you came back, you you were so, so pr- probably in shock about the people that were psyched to see you again. You know what I mean? I remember hearing that like breakdown was going to be headlining, and then you said, "I heard this." Is what I heard that Mike said something. Like, are we should we be oh, should we be playing before breakdown? But I was no, things have changed. It's been like twenty, thirty years. Like you were kind of tripping on having to play before breakdown. Yeah, no, nah, it after was breakdown. Yeah, it was seven seconds. Oh, okay, mm. I was like they when they when they said it. It was like, I think it was like, this is hardcore or something, but I don't remember exactly. I think I even called you and go, dude, yeah. you see how they wrote our name bigger than your name? Like, you cool with that? Because I'm not, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'm just like, this is fucking weird. But like seven seconds, like I'm not here without them. Yeah, I'm probably not even alive without them. Mm. You know, there's like, a, there's like a handful of records that, that honestly have kept me alive, like in my darkest moments. And one will always be Black Flag Damaged. Nah. Like, perfect. I fucking, in my deepest, darkest moments, the second side of Damaged, I was just like, at least someone else is feeling this, you know? Like, yeah. And Seven Seconds, another one. Like, they just, I was like, it's not all as bad as this, mm-hmm. obviously, because this guy is saying this. And, um, all of a sudden we come back and uh i don't know i don't know what i had pictured in my head but i didn't picture my in my head that like that first black and blue bowl would sell out and shit yeah and that we would headline it and it, and it would still sell out and then add another night and the same shit would happen never, yeah. i never thought that i don't think we ever did a show that big ever mm-hmm. yeah if so you think about where the last show actually was and where it was, right? The last judge yeah, show. Yeah, I don't where, remember where it was. Where it was, was it? Florida, right? It was Tampa. Yeah, it was oh Florida, yeah. Because wow. it was like people fighting the crowd and there was yeah. fights and yeah. It was bad. Damn. It was rough. So from that last show, how many people do you think? A couple hundred? Uh, are we going to include that fucking Nazi skinhead gang that showed up? Because <laughs> then, uh, <laughs> then there were a couple hundred. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> or if we're going to talk about the regular crowd, there's probably like, I don't know. 50 or something yeah. so from that to b&b bowl it's like a thousand people all singing dude yeah that's crazy yeah man. but i was like i was like i don't know if i can and i did the same thing with the chromags when we played with the chromags and they build us over them and i was like 
this man's awesome, dude. I can't fucking do this. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Roger talked to me about that kind of shit. He set me mm. straight. He did? Yeah. He was like, hey, man, if it's your, if it's your time, take it and run with it, dude. Mm-hmm. We're all benefiting. Yeah. All right. and so It's yeah. good for everybody. It was good for the scene, good for all, all right, the bands, right. you know? Yeah, so th- so the last time you saw Judge before Brazil was probably so long ago, right? For you too, Derek? Yeah, it was probably like Cleveland. I'm I sure think. they had great shows in Cleveland, though. Yeah, I mean, it was like... Cleveland was great. It was always like loving it, you know? I was so stoked. I mean, it had a huge influence, as you know. I don't know if you mentioned uh, integrity. Like, yeah. It was like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> you can mention him. No, no. I yeah. mean, I was just. I mean, that was a huge influence on them. Yeah, and I, mean, I think he's giving you props and your flowers since you've been back to talk to him. Right? Yeah. Well, we we me and I don't know if you want to hear this story. Let's go. Want everything, man. We but uh, so like, me and Dwid were tight, right? Right. And, he, and those those dudes liked. I I think I met them with Youth of Today, but we really got tight with Judge. Yeah. And uh, I just remember, like, we played this one place, and uh, I think that 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 last record, that last EP came out where we did When the Levy Breaks, and we actually did that song live, and everyone was tearing shit apart. And I remember looking out the window and seeing Dwid walking down the sidewalk <laughs> with, like, the PA or something. <laughs> he, like, took the fucking PA. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> and then and then eventually we we have a falling out and what whatever happened happened and then um and then as you know we get back together and we play like mexico or something oh wow and uh integrity's on the bill with us so i'm like holy shit i haven't seen it in like i don't right. know how long i don't know what's gonna be like da, 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 da. and uh the whole trip there, so I'm thinking about like, what are how, how do I approach him like all this shit, and then it's weird because we get we're in this ho- I'm in a hotel and I'm and I'm gonna go downstairs to whatever, and I'm still thinking about the whole Dwid thing. Hotels, I'm in the elevator, stops at a fucking floor. Dwid walks on, had no fucking <laughs> chance to prepare. <laughs> <laughs> he like he like walks up walks into the elevator. We're both standing there. And I'm like, and I'm thinking like, holy shit, that's fucking Dwid. That's fucking weird, you know? Does he recognize you? No, yeah, we, we were both like, he was like, Mike? And I was like, Dwid. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was over, you know? Like, oh, that's cool. It, we all fucking, it was just a whole bunch of like anxiety-ridden shit for nothing. For no reason. You know, because, I mean, how old were we? We were tearing shit up, like doing stupid shit, all of us, so fuck it. It's crazy, though. I mean, I... I mean, he was heavily influenced, you know, like it was really, I think he would write you letters. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, because wow. he called me, out. We, we would like talk yeah. on the phone, talk shit, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, I we were tight. Yeah. Like what, tight. 80s? Yeah, I like growing up with It was them, like 89, 90. Yeah. Was Integrity around back then? They start When did they start? Uh, that was like, I remember exactly, like mid 80s. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. But it but weren't really playing too many shows yeah but it was like mid 80s probably a little bit later actually like 80s and they came to new york and play with judge or was that most you play with them over i there? i think i've only played with them when we when we go to cleveland yeah yeah because yeah, they they weren't like touring or anything but it was just like you know i remember he was writing letters and then just like 
he was fascinated with the fact that you were a truck driver and he was like, Oh yeah. And then he <laughs> I mean he just started like internalizing like, yeah, like really getting the darkness of the lyrics and everything yeah. and just really and then like the with Judge there was like elements of like metal or like yeah. rock, which was really cool. Like this crossover was like, Okay, this is getting even heavier and that was a big influence on the band and I just remember watching him just like, Oh man, you know, his lyrics, you know, changing up. And I was like, dude, you never drove a truck, you know? Like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. I mean, I will, you know, old, old, old friend. Um, but it was just, it's funny, you know, looking back now, and I was like, wow, it was a massive, yeah. massive influence, you know, mm. for him, you know, in a good way. Yeah. Because you know, he was just so, like, blown away. Like, I think he could really relate to being, like, isolated, being an outsider, you know, that feeling. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of misconceptions probably. Oh, not misconceptions, maybe stories, urban legends about Mike Judge. Yes. So yes. you were you were a truck driver? <laughs> yeah. Okay. You did have a Harley? Yeah. Okay. Because these are all things that we couldn't confirm back in there. It was like, <laughs> no internet. Hurt. Yeah, it was like, no internet. It was like, yeah, he's a truck driver and he's living in this like isolated area. He's in a bike club. He's yeah, all he's this in the game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. So yeah. like, there was no internet then to search any truth of that. So have you heard crazy stories about yourself? Of like what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard some whack stories. But do do you don't know, the stories are like crazy ones? Maybe Mike did this and Mike did that. Do you let those ride because it's like fuck it? It's a crazy cool story. Or you're like that really didn't happen. Do you do you want to let people know it didn't happen or you don't care about it? Uh, the one that I cleared up because uh, <laughs> it was it was probably going to get me hurt was um, I don't know. Somehow, some way, there was a rumor that I was like, like I was in the Hells Angels. I was living in Germany because I killed a cop. Oh, oh my god! god. Wow. And uh, that's fucking gnarly. And, and Purcell told me that when, like, Shelter <laughs> went to fucking, like, uh, wherever Somewhere in Europe. Yeah, I think maybe like Umia or something, where oh, where like re Refused is from. Yeah, like Dennis from Refused started a chant. In, in in whatever language and then Purcell was like what are you guys chanting because the whole crowd was chanting it with him oh, and they were chanting free Mike Judge because they thought I was in jail <laughs> and that's why I wasn't around which wow. never happened this footage of that show oh, my God. so that rumor was happening right and and Roger at the time had gone to uh, down to Florida to go to uh, motorcycle school motorcycle school yep. so he comes back up to New York and he calls me and uh, he's like, he's like, dude, what, uh, what places do you know who, who are hiring fixing motorcycles? And I go, I know some places here in Jersey. He's like, oh, I thought you were on Third Street. So I went to Third Street looking for you. Wow. And I was like, no, man, I'm not on Third Street. I'm in the fucking Bronx with a whole different crew. For the yeah. listeners, the HA, that's their block on Third Street and Lower East Side, the HA block. Yeah, so that's their block. You don't walk up that block. They have their own fireworks. I walked up that block with Isaac and these dudes. Like, Let's walk up the block. I'm like, that's crazy. But that's their block. So that's legit. That that block is great, dude. That block, is it still that, there, you think? No, they're okay, they're okay. in uh they're in Brooklyn now. Okay. But um Yeah, so Roger was looking for me before he called me, before he got my number, he thought I would be at the clubhouse on Third Street. So yeah. he went there and then those guys were like no, that that <laughs> when they mentioned then then they fucking say like the name, they find out that I'm over in the Bronx with these other guys, okay. 
And they and know so, you as your real name, right? Your your your, your government name. That's your no, name. No, no, okay. we all had. Fucking, okay. But they fucking get a hold of us over in the Bronx. I'm like, what are you doing? And I'm like, what? I'm like, no, that's just a fucking stupid rumor, dude. I'm not like, because they thought I was actually trying, like, mm. acting like I was like with them. It's just wow. like, it, so I had to clear that. That and that all stemmed from that fucking, that fucking hardcore rumor. rumor. Yeah. Jeez. But dude, a funny story about that block when I was when I was younger when I first started hanging out in New York was um we were on Avenue C, right? Yeah. Really late at night. All this shit happened like a like this girl got stabbed in the club, then the kids from the neighborhood came and they started shooting in the club. Everything was fucking messy. Because and, and at that point you just didn't go down to Avenue C. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't it means crazy. Yeah. You don't go down there. We did a show there. I don't know why. Ask Mark Ryan. He did it. <laughs> But, Shout out to Mark Ryan, yeah. So we played, I think it was called the Sin Club or something like that. And uh, so we're all doing shit, and then it's time to split. It's like real early. I mean, yeah, real early in the morning, super late, like 3 4 o'clock in the morning. And I'm supposed to meet like um, the guys like from Cross for Long, Keith Burkhart and shit. They, yeah. got a, they got a van, they're over on Norfolk Street. So I'm like, fuck, I gotta go. I'm gonna cut through the park instead of like walk. They, they said, don't cut through the park. But I was like, I got to get there. I got to get back to Jersey. So I cut through the park. These guys come out, like these, whatever they are. I don't know what the fuck they are. They jump out of like off the path from behind trees and bushes and shit. And they're fucking chasing me. I'm like, holy shit. So I fucking, I go, I got to get the fucking pyramid. Maybe people are hanging out. So I'm fucking trucking the pyramid. The only ones, the only ones there was, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, she was still around. Her name was Hattie. Okay. And she was like a, you know, a drag queen from. Okay. And so I'm running. So she's like, what's going on, doll? What's going on? <laughs> I go, this guy should park going to get me. He's like, get behind me, doll. You know, like that. Oh, and then Ray B sticks his head out. And he's like, he's like, he's like, yo, B, what's going on? There's schism. I'm like, this guy's in park going to get me. And he's like, can't do it here, man. There's nobody here. It's just me. I'm like, what do I do? Like, I don't know what to do. He's like, run up 3rd Street. So I ran up fucking 3rd Street. I'm like, I don't know what, what happens if they fucking like go up to another street and cut me off and shit. I'm just, yeah. I'm all thinking all this shit. And when I get to the HA block, there's, mm-hmm. there's a guy standing out there. He's like watching the street. And he's like, what are you doing? I go, this guy's chasing me from the park. He's like, okay, stay here for a second. We got guys on the roof. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, they, and they fucking, we, I stood there for a second and the guys on the roof like do something with a fucking walkie-talkie or something. I'm like, nah, nobody's coming. I was like, damn, oh, dude, HA is like sick with it. Wow. <laughs> Fucking lookout! <laughs> like you got snipers on the and roof. And some random kid running by too. That's fucking yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So they never got you. Nah, I made it down to fucking Norfolk. Wound up crashing at Apartment X because Keith didn't wait. But that's whatever. Was that a straight edge place, Apartment X? No. Okay. <laughs> that's another urban legend. That's an urban legend then. Apartment X was not okay. straight edge. <laughs> not straight edge. Apartment X to see. Um, it was like uh, you've. That was Let's a, just say Crazy Eddie lived at okay. Apartment X. Damn. You know Crazy Eddie, right? I know the name, yeah. Yeah, it's dust. Okay. Everyone was dusted. So. Okay. That's a, a, the Sherman Hemsley uh, angel dust, you know. Okay, oh, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I know the name. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just an electronic store, brother. Yeah. Uh, I I've ran, I ran with Isaac and a couple people to Pete Sick of It All South several times on Avenue... First Avenue on like Fourth Street, and to ring his buzzer. Okay. When something was happening, try to just sit in his really? lobby or get in his house or something. Yeah. So, 
Seriously, Max, we're doing a podcast. You're coming in. Get out of here. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> Max comes in and smashes something. Um, wow, that's yeah, great. It was yeah, wild times. I know. It was, it was always going off. Something. Yeah. Especially uh, downtown. Especially. Because when did you move to New York? What year? Uh, that was after, like, it was towards the end of all the the craziness. So it was like 90. Oh, okay, in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Early, early Mike, 90s. And, Mike, when did you vanish? Like, what year was that? 92, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, he was already gone. Damn. Yeah. And 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 no contact with anybody, really? No. None. Nobody in the scene? No. I mean, there was this... Uh, I had a friend who, who was younger who kept going to shows. He, like, when I first started going, like, from the... Like, I remember he worked at a arcade. Okay. And... um. It was where the bus stop was that I would take to get to the city before I could drive. And so he would be in the arcade. So I knew him from there and he was getting into like metal and stuff. And then I remember when I first, the first uh, judge, read, the first DP in your crew, I had like a cassette, like a rough mix of it. And yeah, I came I home know. and he had like a, he, he when I seen him, he was like, "Hey, you went to Megadeth," and I was like, "You want to hear cool shit?" You know? So I gave I gave him this rough mix, you know. And he and so ever since then, he was like super into it, and uh, so I took him to all his first shows and shit, and he went to a lot of those early Judge shows. So he, he continued, yeah. And so he kept going, and uh, so he was the only one who I would see in town, and he'd give me like these reports and shit, like. <laughs> but other than that, like throughout the whole time, you were pretty much yeah. Wow, okay, pretty so much kinda... like like I knew shit that was going on, I just didn't know it in detail. I would just get it from him, but I didn't talk to him. Like when I split, I was like so disheartened by like everything that happened on that from Tampa and shit. Like yes. I was just bummed. But then it got really violent after you left too in the late yeah 80s, early nineties. So yeah. you moved there. Yeah, shit was crazy, bro. Yeah, it was at the shows. Off. Guns and knives and fucking everything, man. It's ridiculous. So you you were getting the, you were going, you knew what was going on. You had well, perfect timing. I'm out of here. I just fucking, I just fucking really hated those fucking, those yeah, those white power dudes. I fucking and and the amount of amount of them that showed up, I was like, and and there was like this thing where like like these smaller scenes would be like. Well, obviously, Mike Judge isn't that tough because the Nazis are still here. Oh, well, there's 50 of them, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know where are you? Where are you guys? You know, yeah. like New York wasn't New York wasn't always fucking. We fought for those fucking places that we played in fucking New York City. Yeah, like to be Nazi free and all that shit. Yeah, like I'm all. I mean. I'll stand up for it, but you got to stand with me. Right. Yeah. You can't just fucking step aside and like, oh, he, he, he's a comic book guy. He can take it. Yeah. Like, and like, no, dude, <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So I was bummed out. And um, I told Purcell, I was like, hey, I'll call you when I'm ready, but I don't think I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm into this anymore. Yeah. It was, it was horrible at that time. Like, especially like the 80s seeing this rise of like smaller scenes like getting taken over by these fucking morons. Yeah. You know, all over the country. And all I didn't over. realize, I was like, what is going on? But playing out sh playing shows outside of Cleveland, in Cleveland, you know, but you're right. Yeah, it took everyone in the scene to really not accept that, you know, to really step yeah. up. And, and had, had, to. To, had to, you know, and it was, 
other places in Pennsylvania, I was like, oh man, you know, like Electric Allentown. Banana. Allentown. It's Allentown. Yeah. Electric Banana. They were also the fucking Detroit. airport. Remember the airport? Damn. Fucking uh, Blondies. Mm. But they were like these poser, like skinheads. They would come to like this area that was like all black, like bulletproof glass in the windows and then they get back in their cars and drive away you know like they weren't walking around the neighborhood nah. but i remember seeing an af show and it was just like all these dudes like see kyling and just in the audience and then roger's like yo we're not about this freddie was that he was like a young freddie and just like they had no understanding that a roger's like cuban they you yeah, know, yeah, they, yeah. They, they didn't understand shit and i was like these dudes are fucking morons you know totally. but they would always kind of be there and I was like yeah what the why do you even let these motherfuckers in you know like why isn't you know but certain scenes are like oh no it's it's crazy like the airport music hall all the stuff that I experienced there with the Nazis and the riots with Ignacy Front Biohazard Sick mm-hmm. several times that there was black security guards and all the Nazis oh, were, sh- all That's the Nazis right. were That's fucking right. with the white people not even doing shit to the black bouncers it's, it's like true. what is yeah. going on you're sick hiring these white people yeah. and these big dudes are there Watching the stage, like step to them, dude. Uh, it was, yeah, it, it was, was very so, bizarre. It was, so, it was so unreal, man. Yeah, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, I remember this time. This was like, uh, I think this was Riverside. We played the barn. Yeah. That was Riverside. Was there the the Spankies? Was Spankies maybe, in Riverside? Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. But I'm pretty sure it was Riverside. And there were like these. Uh, there was just like a handful of these fucking, you know, Nazi white power dudes. And uh, I remember I had I had friends who were like coming up to see us from uh, uh, Camp Pendleton. So I had like there were like a bunch of these fucking Marines were here, here and then the sloth crew guys were there. Yeah. So like in those situations, like I didn't worry about anything because mm. there were just so many. Totally. And um, the thing is, like these guys come and, and like someone says like the, that dude's cane is probably a knife. So just watch out for that. His cane is probably a knife. Yeah. Like wow. the handle of the right, cane the handle. or some shit. Damn. But it didn't even get to that because they just well, as soon as they started, there were just yeah. so many people like t- trying to get to them. And <laughs> like and the, it's actually on video somewhere. It's actually on video. I think the sloth crew guys, they used to do this. um kind of like a jackass type show it's called the runs okay so they taped this and uh so you can see the one the one dude he who gets he's like kind of like curled up against the wall because he doesn't want any anymore and uh the fucking bouncer is is this big fucking black bouncer is like pushing all the kids away who, who are trying to get to this guy wow and one dude is like look who's protecting you <laughs> Right. You know? Yeah, man. Hey, look up. Open your fucking eyes, pussy. Yeah. Look who's protecting <laughs> you right now. Right. <laughs> it was like this Damn. weird. I was watching the whole thing. I'm going, this is fucking crazy. Like, do these fucking kids really believe this shit? Yeah. Or is oh, just man. what exactly. they're, or is this, they think it's just something cool to be in. That's and did I they believe. listen to the lyrics of the bands they're going to see? Obviously. Because none not. of us singing about that type of shit. You know what I mean? If you think about that and all the fights during Seven Seconds playing Walk Together, Rock Together. Nah, they and didn't Kevin listen. breaking up fights during that song, which is about unity. Like, these kids aren't even listening to the lyrics. It's crazy. Not it's it's a all. soundtrack to violence, to quote Siv. And, you know, like, mm-hmm. that song. It is a soundtrack that they go there and they can go there and fuck people up or try to recruit kids. Right. I like, mean, I, I remember seeing, like, real, like, white power dudes for, like, a few times, but not really at shows. Like, only in Europe, like going there, there was like mm. one time walking in like Finland or somewhere in Scandinavia, 
And then I was walking my guitarist and these two dudes just like tatted up with like prison tats, dead eye, like looking, you know, yeah. for shit. And I was like, I, I could just feel it, yeah, you know, yeah. like my skin. And then Andre's like, yo, what's up with those dudes? Like he felt it too. And I was like, um, and they were just like eyeballing, me, right. you know, like ri- they were like, you know, like, let's get this shit out. And he's like, he's like, fuck, that was fucking intense, Damn. you know, yeah. really, like, you know, the real dudes are all about yeah. us. Like these dudes are just when we were down them. in Texas and we seen like uh, this huge group of like hammer skins. And I was like, these dudes feel different. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This right. is a whole different animal yeah, right here. Yeah. Like, this is like a fucking legit, organized. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Didn't want to get caught up in that. In that. Right. And they were like, and they were doing security for like Ku Klux Klan rally dudes wow. who were protesting the show, which got canceled because the promoter was just like, you know, just move on, and which we did. And we're like, hey, <laughs> no, got to tell me twice, brother. You know, like, yeah. Did people think the hammers represented something like that back then, or did they thought you guys were a certain nah, way? Nah, okay, yeah. Nah, because I think I think right off the bat, I I told everybody I I stole them off that Cockney Rejects cover. Mm. Yeah, they were, they were my favorite band. So yeah. Damn. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> back then it was just cra- it's so it was crazy. Such man. A it was time. it was it was pretty intense. Like all over, you know, especially with the politics going on. It was like with Reagan era and stuff like mm. that. People are super conservative, you know. Yeah. Like the country was just like on this weird moral ground, but completely fucking racist at that. You yeah. Know? It's just like intense. I mean, there was an area in Cleveland where you couldn't even go up the street. I was there in Cleveland recently. I was like, oh, I can people of color or anybody different walk down the street now? They're like, yeah, yeah, they can. It was like this area, like Little Italy, and it was like a block right by the university. And then I would just get shot at, you know, or Damn. just like chased away, like beating up like foreign exchange students going that's to school, crazy. walking through the neighborhood. It was, and, but it was just like, oh yeah, that's where that is, you know, accepting. I was like, now I can't even imagine. You it, know. Is it like that in the metal scene where you're from? Because I think about hardcore and I think about how so much the violence and then white power and the skin is all shit coming out. It doesn't really get so political, but I think there is a, a conservative the metal scene is pretty conservative when I found out when yeah. you say something out the line they're like But there's no trouble that Sepultura show or a metal no, show not of Nazi show. skins coming and trying no, to beat no, kids no, up. No, no, you know what I mean? It's like but I did see some like when we went to Sweden and like dude was giving us a tour of like the, the old like uh black metal right. shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where like Yes. Uh, what was that band with from Sweden? What was, like what was each other or something? The one, yeah, with Dead, down churches with and Dead and Mayhem. Shit. Mayhem, like he was like, mm. "This is the record store," you know, like and shit like that. And there were like some graffiti on the wall. It was just like, "Yeah, like, what is, what's up with that?" And he's like, "This marking means this." Circle in the cross. It's like yeah, it's like area. very odd, man. I was very like, suspect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that definitely exists. And then, uh, then I'm like standing there, and we're like taking pictures and stuff, and all of a sudden, this dude like. These couple of dudes like walk by and they got like the death makeup on shit. Oh shit! I was like, holy shit! They do that in like real life. <laughs> I thought they did that like backstage to go on. Like I didn't know that. I didn't know people walk around like that. <laughs> I didn't know people did that either. I'm like yeah, dude. They, this is like that's the part of the scene. I'm like, fuck. This town's crazy. Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know people did that either. Wow. Um, different subject, but are you got are you are you still living the veggie life? Yeah. It's nice. NK Judge. 
Yeah. Because of veggie life. Yeah. It's what's interesting me about that and so cool, Mike, is that you were in youth today. Like you were around back then and you really weren't fucking with the vegetarian life, correct? With youth today? Yeah. I mean, I was because uh, when I was with them, we were broke. And so yeah, right. whatever the band could afford to eat is what we ate. Yeah. But it's to me, I think it's amazing that it happened later on in life with you watching these documentaries and being around. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it, it wasn't yeah. something that it really came from core in a sense. It's something as a grown adult in your lifestyle. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, and you, we talk about Doc. We've talked about it over the years about that, yeah. how he crossed over now. I think it's and then looking at your dogs and your pets. and. Well, the thing is, dude, I don't like being told what to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there was a couple times where I felt like these guys are telling me what to do, and not, mm. and I don't like it. So, and a lot of times, because I'm a because I'm a dick, and like you tell me what to do, I'll probably go the opposite way and just worse. But um, I don't know, man. Like, she was just getting to me. Like where I I grew up on a farm, so from an early age, animals were just. Yeah, my like that one. My dad would always say, "I'd see some, I'd see like some thing." I was like, "Oh wow!" He's like, "Don't give it a name. It's right. not gonna be here long," you know. Oh, yeah. And uh, so I grew up like that, and in my area, we grew up like that. And um, I just really never like equated it. And then I don't even know what the bridge was. I remember, I remember talking right after that about your dogs or something. There was a connection. Yeah, I just, I just remember like the last couple dogs I had that, you know, lived, that their life ended fucking really uh, did something to me. Like especially my the, our, we had this Rottweiler and I fucking loved him so much. Like I really, really fucking loved him. And uh, he had cancer and... I don't know. There was just something about him. he was like such a big dog, and uh, <laughs> he was so big. And I was like, I remember like I got video of it. We were like walking down a trail, and a bear comes out, walks by us, and he's just like looking at the bear, and the bear's looking at him, <laughs> and they're the same size. So the bear's just like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna go because I don't want to scrap with this." You know, this guy's the same size as me. Plus, he's got like a big guy holding on to him. So like the bear was just like, "Fuck it, I'm going." Wow. And I just started making. I'm like, man, like. I don't know. And then you see things where like look into like a fucking, you ever like look into a cow's eyes, dude? Yeah. They fucking look at you and they're like, (laughs) uh, you know, if you just look into their eyes, you can see, man, like they're scared, dude. Yeah. Yeah, They're fucking scared. And I just couldn't do it anymore. And, um, so almost being back then being preached, was almost like a turnoff to you. Like, fuck. I I just don't like my whole, I just, just don't tell me what to do, man. Yeah. Don't 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 give me ultimatums. I don't I don't like it. If you want to talk to me, I'll I'll fucking hash things out with you, and we'll come to a fucking common ground where we can both live. But just don't fucking tell me what to do. Yeah. Don't like it. So it's a total turnoff. Did the opposite. That's what I'm saying. We talk about it all the time, like people yeah. that try to like lead by example, or they're super pushy about veganism, or don't eat meat, or judge people from it. it turns people off. Yeah, it totally kills the entire movement i think i mean everybody has their own approach to it but like right but yeah i think i think it's incredible. i think i think people have to find it on their own because yeah. yeah, it's, so it's it's a big it is a big fucking it's a big change because it no, yeah, absolutely it's just this 
the society isn't built like that and that they're trying to like force other shit on you. Yeah. And I've come to a point in my life where I just don't trust anybody. I don't trust commercials I see. I don't trust I don't trust at all. I think they're all fucking full of shit. And and I love that I'm up here with like guys like Steve Reddy and shit who yeah. I can talk to and he's just we just there's no judging going on. It's just we we just figure shit out. Yeah. So yeah, it's made, you made the decision a couple of years ago, right? To like stop eating animals. I don't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. And and it was it was at that moment with your dog, or even like watching one of those docs. I remember talking to you about it too. Oh, what it yeah. Was, which one? What the hell? I don't remember what, what it was. Health or something, or I don't know. Game, There's been a bunch of them. Or Usually, you would like say something and I check it out or something. Yeah. I seen one video with like a cow playing with a ball. Yeah. I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> like, God damn, the cow's chasing after a ball. Come on, man. <laughs> it's crazy how it is. And people don't really do that when they have, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a pet lover. I love dogs. I'm a dog mom. And then, then they're eating like hamburger yeah. that night or shit. Nobody really puts it together. Yeah. I, I think it's important that at a young age that kids should be involved in, in having that connection with the animals go to yeah. a farm you know i grew up in the midwest and it was always at a farm and my yeah. dad grew up in the south but i think it's important when you under have an understanding of you know the life of an animal and to be close to them and in nature you know it's something that should be mandatory for kids to really i mean it's only a positive thing you yeah. know it really is you know? yeah you just got to figure out a way to do it where they don't get desensitized because right. i was around it as a little kid and I it's just normal for you. I just learned that oh this is the way this is what it this is what happens in life this yeah. is this is part of it and trust me dude there was the, there were some there should have been some learning moments for me but mm-hmm. there weren't because like I said when I I lived in in Tawako so it's hillbilly and like right next it's all Montville Township but it's split up in Tawako Montville Pine Brook and so Pine Brook Montville was like farms yeah. fields of corn wheat. Tawako, hillbilly. Not many people working there. <laughs> and then Pine Brook was like people from the city because we're only 20 minutes away from the city would, would wind up moving there. Yeah. So like I remember when I was, I don't even know great, just like a little little fucking kid. And uh, the class was having like show and tell, right? Mm. And uh, this girl brings in her pet rabbit. Like when it came to me, I was like, uh, we would eat that. <laughs> I mean, my family would eat that. You got that. You got that as a pet. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Because wow. my father would fucking eat that. Damn. Fuck Bugs Bunny. And then, uh, and then people were like, "You're a fucking animal. You're an animal." And I'm oh, like, really? Yeah, because they were just like, "How could you fucking eat the pet?" Mm. You know. And I'm like, like in my little head, I'm just like, "Hold it, the fucking rabbit's the pet. The dog's the pet." But this guy eats the rabbit, but you don't eat the dog. Like, it, I was just like, nothing makes any fucking sense to me. Yeah. And so you just got to, they should, kids should fucking know, but there's got to be a way to do it without desensitizing them. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't fucking know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When they're about like the cow, cow goes moo and the pig goes oinko. And yeah. There's books, Farmer and the Dell growing up, all those books. And the cows are, you know, they're super... They love people. I know. You know they naturally <laughs> just love people. Yeah. They're very uh, trusting. And yeah, I mean, just be around them. You be around the pigs. Pigs are super smart. smart. You know, they're super clean, actually. And uh, I, I, yeah, it, it really goes about of how a perspective of the animal 
levels. But uh, absolutely, I, I just think there's you can learn so much from animals. You know, when you have, I remember they would bring in animals to school, and I was like, oh my god, this is the most amazing thing. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know it's just like, no, oh, this is you know, like a chicken hawk, or I don't know what they would bring in. Like, every, I mean, kids are just like fascinated. You know, they get up and they get the pet it. Yeah, those moments you like really never forget you know it's just like wow but that that love you know that taking care of and i think like the places where they protect animals is it's such a great learning place you know for kids to see the sanctuaries and sanctu- stuff exactly yeah, yeah yeah those are those are incredible you know they're moving even for adults i think it's great for them to have an understanding yeah. i remember having to like dissect a frog oh the shit tripped right. me out man yes, it didn't look I real to me the insides open and stuff, yeah. and the smell of it. Yeah, like, I was just like, I was, I'm gonna I was be absent that day. I was I've like never, I've never class. done anything. You never like did that. that? Nah. I, I think I refused. I was tripping out. It, it's, it's I was tripping out. out too. The formaldehyde. I never forget that smell. I wasn't like, even a vegetarian. I was still a kid. Was me still, either. Was I was just like, out. I'm definitely skipping this today. Formaldehyde. That's right. Yeah, I'm skipping. What was today. the purpose of that? Just to see like the innards. Yeah. How it works. Really understand. I don't know. It's unnecessary that you need an actual real frog to do that you know you could have all sorts of like things yeah. that don't have mm. to be in the animal in case you have to do some open heart on your fucking <laughs> yeah. pet frog I don't know. this is a super dumb question but has my judge ever had to stand up in front of a judge in a court oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah a couple yeah. times okay yeah yeah a few times it's never worked out well mm. uh, I just don't even if it's like bringing the judge a T-shirt, hey, it's my band. Maybe. Hey, nah, I don't know. I think they they realize I have a fucking contempt for that kind of shit. Yeah, and I've never been. It's it's never been like, oh my god, this dude did me wrong. I'm gonna take you to court. Yeah, you know? of course. I it's know. always been like, you're going to fucking court because you did this. You do. Yeah. It. You know, it's always been like that. So, nah, even even like fucking young, I, I the first time when it was like court mandated fucking get in trouble therapy type shit because mm. my head you know but and my head wasn't fucked up i was just like i just didn't like what they were telling me to do so i yeah. just purposely fucked off and it got me in trouble and then it was just downhill from there did you ever have therapy for a little while when you're younger yeah when they made me yeah yeah and then I just don't believe like, and I've said this before and it got me in trouble. So I don't know if I should say, (laughs) I just like, I, I know that my head does not work the way, you know, my mind goes to different places. I don't, my reactions aren't normal people's reactions. I'm, I'm, I, I do believe I'm like fucking shell shocked from my, the way I grew up and shit. Like things get to me. And, um, I just don't believe that if I told somebody, they'd be like, "Well, we can fix you with this this drug." Yeah, I don't want to take that drug. I yeah. want to I want to figure out how to work with my own shit. Like mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I just want to. I get in trouble for that because that shit has saved people. It has saved people, right? So, and I'm all whatever. Whatever works for everybody. I'm just like a. I'm I'm a do what you want, just don't do it to me type of guy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if it works for you. Go for it, brother. Whatever yeah. whatever gets you to tomorrow, do it. Yeah. I just don't want to. 
I don't know. I just don't want to change. I, I want to own my scars and shit. Like, yeah. I just right, want right, to, right. you know what yeah. I'm saying? I, I can't explain it. I mean, I'm, she's tired of hearing some of the shit I, I say, and she, she's tired of the way I react to shit. Yeah. Because it's not, some of the things aren't fucking normal. How do you think you get it out of your system then if you're not, if you're not making music right now, you're working like, is there something you do to, to get that out of you? Probably dump it on her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, judge, therapist. Yeah. Um, if you're not talking to somebody, because therapy, I just started doing therapy. It's totally new for me. I'm, I'm enjoying just talking about shit that I don't talk about. It's a total stranger. But you were forced into doing therapy, so you probably you hate being told what to do in the first place. So you had to do that mandatory, right? So like, yeah. you probably even get you probably was totally just like I ain't saying shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Is there uh, is there a way that you get stuff out or stress out besides putting it on K Judge that you feel like you get it out of your system? I don't. I don't let it out of my system, and if I do, it's usually talking to her. Yeah. Do you journal or anything or write shit down? Or? No. Which is, I feel like you have a lot in you to get out. So, like, you could write some more fucking really yeah. Fucking songs. Well, if if let's let's say I do write in a book. Okay. Oh, okay. I don't call it a journal. Okay. It's, to me, to me, it's like. Maybe this could be a lyric, mm -hmm. but a lot of times I'll be like, I don't know if I want, to, I don't know if I want that lyric out there. Right. You know, like is it just it, your I, thoughts? Yeah. yeah, they've always been my thoughts. Like that's why people are like, oh, why is, why is bringing it down? Like the song bringing it down is about three different things. It's because I'm just fucking writing. Yeah, what the fuck is happening in my head? You know, yeah. like I'm scattered. Like I don't know. I think we all are in our way. We all have our own fucked up minds in a way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying like we get out no, different definitely. ways. Right, right. But I feel like you got a lot of it out with writing and with making music. That's really helpful yeah. for you. I've got a lot out by writing it, and I've I've got a lot a lot out by trusting the people I've been around and talking to them. Yeah. Like Ray Capo is like one of my closest friends because of that. Like some of those late night talks probably saved my life. Yeah. You know. Uh, Steve Reddy today is like. There's people. I, I just have people around me that I can trust, like, who, who I know I can trust. Like, I don't know if I ever really. I mean, there was one guy who was like, he was my whole heart, and I loved him. He fucking died. Yeah. And uh, and that's weird, right? Because, like, I always had this thing where, like, I'd hear about some dude who fucking, whether they, you know killed themselves or they OD'd yeah. and then, you know they don't find the guy for a while and shit and I'm just like where were his friends dude like I just right. don't understand where his friends and then my best friend is fucking dead for like a week didn't know I got a phone call from Charlie mm. hey did you hear boss man anything about boss man what uh, word is he's gone he's died I'm like what wow. fucking call home and one of the cops I went to school with, it, yeah, he was dead for like however many days. Oh, He's wow. like, we couldn't even, almost couldn't recognize him. And when I hung up the phone, I was like, I mean, that dude was my fucking best friend. I had no fucking clue. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. it, it just broke me in a, it just broke me in a fucking weird way. Like, I just couldn't, like, I just felt at that point, that was the guy. Like, he was my guy. He was my confidant. He was like, he was my right hand man. He was everything. Yeah, you know, with her and him, I was, I was complete. And uh, when he was gone, I was like all fucked up. And, and when then, was uh, that? I don't know. 
I mean, was that the guy that came back as your roadie with the long hair? Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. awesome, man. That's and he was our roadie in the beginning too. <laughs> yeah, he came back to roadie again. Yeah, that's a fucking great story. I probably told it a million times, but I love it because it's this is this is Todd in Tampa when all these fucking oh he was there okay, yeah course, so yeah. all these Nazis are like lining the sidewalk just a fucking shit ton of them and uh, and the promoters like you said you weren't like an anti-racist band you you're the reason they're here you you must have you must have said something i'm like yeah we have songs about it dude like (laughs) didn't fucking know (laughs) so he's all pissed off everyone's fucking pissed off everyone's scared all the shit and i'm like where's fucking todd and i fucking go back and todd's in the van and he's fucking wrapping tape around his wrists i'm like what are you doing he's like dude we're gonna fight all these fucking guys i go dude we're gonna die (laughs) and uh and he's like yeah but it's going to make a hell of a story. Wow. <laughs> and and then it, so I'm just like, holy shit. So, and that, now in my head, I'm like, all right, we're going to do this. I fucking call my dad. And I'm like, listen, I don't know what's going to wow. happen, but please take care of my dog if, if I don't come home. Wow. So I'm telling like, I'm trying to get my dog taken care of and shit. He's like, what's going on? I go, don't worry about it. Just make sure my dog's taken care of. And I go back to Todd and he's like, dude, we're going to take these guys. They're pussies. We're going we're gonna to be like old men. We're going to be rocking on fucking wheels, uh, on, rocking on rocking chairs on our front porch telling these stories. You watch. And then he fucking dies. Fuck. I was like, you were supposed to be the guy. You were supposed to be the guy who was going to fucking hang out on the fucking porch. Fucking, yeah, with you, yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's such a... Damn. It's a bad So nothing deal. really popped off that day either, right? It just... Well, the when... uh. So they come in and they're zig-hiling us and shit and they're doing all this shit and I'm trying to say some shit to them and then this dude, I think he might have been a homeless guy or something, walks in off the street and they attack him. Whoa. And he was like this skinny Damn, dude. Man. And so Todd like dives in and we're all like pulling each other. and every, It wasn't really punches. It was more like, you know, scraping and shit, like right. pulling each other off. Yeah. There was just too many of them, I think. Wow. I think if it was just like... A couple of them, yeah. They probably would have been punished, but there's so many of them that, I mean, how how many people can hit you? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, dude, why are you here to see us? It's so crazy. Yeah, that well, that was very... the word was that Public Enemy was playing an arena, and they were on their way there, so they stopped at our spot. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what they told us. No way. Because they were headed to. Uh, they started heading to the uh, whatever arena that Public Enemy would play. Wow, dude. Watched it. They get public, public enemy show. Yeah, I hope. <laughs> I hope they caught it bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna stop at the judge show, and then we're gonna fucking get they're gonna, up. And they were gonna warm up on us and fucking. <laughs> 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 Fuck, man. Uh, Holy shit! Well, here we are in my kitchen, man. Yeah, and now I'm fucking. I'm in LA in your kitchen. Yeah, it's so crazy because I. I, I didn't get to know you till after you came back. Obviously, obviously, I, I doubt I met you back then because I moved to New York in '88. But I heard the stories. You know what I mean? And then finally reconnect, me, meeting you and stuff, becoming so close with you. It's been awesome, man, to have you back and just have you guys in my life. It's awesome, man. Because you, because H2O came and you were gone and all that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. When I met you, I was like, this. I I fucking liked you right off the bat because you're like you, this man. positive dude and shit and. and I envy that because I'm not that, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, like you're, you're PMA. I'm more fucked at birth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, uh, FAB. So I fucking, I, I'm like, I always looked up, I, I look up to that. I would love Thank to be you, like man. that. Just not built that way. 
Yeah. That's why, like, when I went to see you talk at that fucking school, I'm yeah, like, Yeah, thank you for that. Can you see me speak at the school in New York? Oh, nice. Awesome. nice. Yeah, dude. He, he speaks at the school. I'm like, Wow, that's pretty impressive. And then, he, <laughs> then he's taking fucking questions. And I'm like, Whoa, this fucking. Right. There's some, these, these little kids got some heavy shit to say. Like, they've been through some shit. I always thought that was cool. Thank that you, you were doing that. Yeah, because, yeah. and he's like, this, this little girl's like saying this stuff, and Toby's like talking like real, like. Right. Like professionally. Like, <laughs> like, like. <laughs> and, I, and I'm in the back with like, who is with us? I don't even know, man. But I'm in the Chef back. Chef Tall is out there, I think. Oh, wow. I'm okay. in the back, and in my head, I'm just like, oh my God, just give me this dude's address. I'll bring you his head, little girl. Like, <laughs> I was so fucking, I couldn't believe. Some of the stuff they say, it's heavy. Yeah. It's really heavy. It was so fucking heavy. And he's like, he's like taking like this very professional route and like talking her through this. And in my head, I'm just like, where did they live? Just <laughs> because it was horrible, and right. then and then we have lunch, right? We're we're in the we fucking, lunch with the kids. Oh yeah. wow, nice! And we're in this principal's office, and this kid comes up, uh, and this almost and this killed me because this this little boy comes up and he goes, he says something about straight edge, and he goes, so if you're if you're like father drinks a lot and your mother drinks a lot and maybe they're in addicted to stuff does that mean i'm going to be yeah and i was like it fucking crushed me because i was like hey man that's me brother right you know i that's my fucking child right there i was like i want to say like no you're gonna grow up you're gonna start a fucking hardcore band you're screaming about shit (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah that's heavy shit man and i I, that's impressive to watch you do that because i don't have a mind for that thank you you seem like you're in a better place and, and probably happier than you ever been. Probably in your life, you seem more positive. Well, for for Thanks, probably K- K- probably about the entire not the entire time I've known you, but most of the time I've known you, there's been like shit going on family wise, where in the back of my mind I was like, I don't know what happens tomorrow. Like now, where we're at and the people we're surrounded by. I know what's happening tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna wake nice. up. I'm gonna talk to some fucking friends. Nice. Gonna get some yeah. fucking good food. We're gonna. I'm gonna go to fucking work and fucking talk to those guys. Everything's. I wish I had this. I wish I did this a long time ago. Because yeah. mm-hmm. this, there's a comfort in this, like trusting the people who you're around. It's a nice like, community that you guys are in, like with the people. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, you seem like you're, Karen wants to become a Harry Krishna now. Oh wow! She nice. wants. She, she wants to chant. She's been chanting. <laughs> she she, she, she chants. <laughs> <laughs> but if you if you say you you probably have PMA more PMA than before now. Yeah, I mean, uh, this and this is fucking weird. This is, this is a weird thing that's new. Is um, like um, like I cannot explain how fucking extremely fucking supportive and nice the readies have been kate and steve yes how incredible fucking matt pinks has been helping me like get back on my feet and i think like no one's ever really did anything where they didn't want anything in return yeah Mm -hmm. except these guys yeah and it has fucking changed something because now whenever i see someone Who's like doesn't have someone like that in their life or whatnot? Like it just fucking really like it. It really hurts me. Yeah. And I never used to be like a weepy guy and shit, but now I see like some like maybe some little kid who's it breaks me now. 
Yeah. And I never, I'm not saying I didn't care, but it never like affected me like it affects me now. Yeah. Because like I said, I've always been a guy who was just like, I don't deserve any of this. And like, especially like what these guys have done. I'm like, come on, man. This is like, this is like the kind of stuff you fucking read about. You know, you never know anybody it's ever happened to. Yeah. Like no one's ever fucking reached out a hand like that in my life. Maybe it yeah. is a normal thing. I don't fucking yeah. know. So you feel like you didn't deserve like. Not not just love, like friendship or trust or people caring for you or trying to help you do good things for you. I just never had that before. That. Like my my family was like a fucking it was like a war zone, so I don't yeah. trust any of them. You know? Yeah. That's why there's no you know It was a different kind of love that you maybe yeah, no no love or whatever you thought it was. Yeah, like so for you it's probably hard to take things in and is this really is this do I deserve this? Is this really happy you really gonna do this for me? Do I like what, what have I done to deserve this? Yeah. And so you think you probably doubt yourself or question yourself that you're not worthy, but you are worthy. You know what I mean? And uh, you've helped a lot of people. Whether I have or have not, or whether I am or I am not, I mean, it's not up to me. I mean, no. I just I know, know like, even like, even like before when, or last night when we were talking in the room and then we were like talking and Steve's like, well, we're going to do this because you're family and we're doing this. Like, my own family never said that you know like it's fucking crazy man but that's something crazy. about the hardcore scene that it was an extension of, of of people coming from fucked up home lives and all coming together right as like a bunch of misfits and weirdos right yeah and we go to this place where we love this music we can relate to it and we see these people kevin seconds or ian whatever as father figures we didn't have and it's a community that it's not blood but it's family you know what i'm saying like and, yeah and steve and the readies sound like i already knew that they, they encompass all that they live that real shit yeah and they're living proof of that yeah yeah trans, their whole they, they've known you since back then and fucking it's awesome but you should know i'll give you your flowers as you're alive is that you've done so much for a lot of people with your music you've helped yeah. a lot of people so not saying that people should have to help you but you've done a lot for people with your music you know what i'm saying you inspire yeah, a lot of people definitely whether you including steve ready right you know with your music yeah you yeah, know what I'm saying? yeah like yeah and i know you're a humble motherfucker you're not going to say <laughs> that but you deserve the love and respect and people looking out for you. No Cause doubt. Because you, you saved a lot of people's lives without even knowing it. Even and also being and also being just who you are yourself. You know, it's yeah. like being that's something that always stuck with me that set everything apart from struggling with a lot of issues and just having you know that power you know from music from lyrics. You know, it's something of you being yourself. You know, naturally not trying to. To, to fake anything, nothing false, it's something very true, and that's what I, I respect, and I think a lot of people feel from the scene from that you gave and, and people feeling know it's still, real. yeah. People can connect to that. So you definitely deserve <laughs> all these good things. You know? And you're worthy yeah. of love and happiness and all that shit, as corny as it sounds. You know, just seeing you it. smile, just seeing like the place yeah. you're in now and talking to you since I've met you and where you guys were living, all the shit you were going through, you know what I mean, and the loss in your life. Like here you are now, you're fucking chilling in California, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Brought the cold weather with me. <laughs> um, well, this is awesome, man. This is a great catch up. And do you have any more questions, Mr. Judge? Uh, just much respect, man. I, I yes, think you, you have an impact more than you possibly could know. But, you know, just and I'm happy it's I, incredible. I, I'm happy I got to meet you 30 years later and become friends with you. I might never met you before. I heard the myths and the legends and all this shit about where is this guy? And then. I th we came to the New York show, me and Moon. She said, we're going, Moon, you know, massive <laughs> judge fan. We came out there and like, it was, it's awesome, man. And it's awesome that community just was waiting for that and couldn't, and it was so psyched to see you again. 
And that must have, I can't imagine how that felt, even for Katie George, I've never seen you perform before. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you're back on stage, and it's like, what? And some of the stuff he was saying was so real and emotional, and like just, just describing the songs that maybe people really knew, never really knew the real definition of one of those songs. They took it what they thought it meant, and you're breaking stuff about molesting, all the stuff you were talking about, the real personal shit. It was, it was awesome, dude. So I whatever happens with Judge in the future, like you said, you you feel full and, and content. Like yeah, you came back, you felt the love, you know the impact, and you're in a good place now. And if there's new music, there is. You play another show, there is. But it's awesome, man. I appreciate it's all it, love, man. I'm trying to make you get emo. <laughs> <laughs> it's right now, bro. It ain't gonna happen. Flowers, it ain't bro. happening, brother. Um, but I love you. And I appreciate you. I man. love you too, brother. I appreciate great, it. Man. I appreciate it. Let me check my notes. Make sure I got everything in there with the K judges. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Any any daily any daily rituals or anything you do? Besides my coffee? Yeah. Uh, coffee. How many coffees oh, a day? I have. Well, because I'm on vacation, I'm out here. Seems like everybody it's just like, hey, you want to grab a cup of coffee? <laughs> Best to catch coffee up? Spot. Yeah. But uh some coffee. <laughs> I make my I make my favorite cup of coffee at home. What is it? It's James Coffee, Shop oh, Blend. Okay. Yeah, shout out to Dave Kennedy. And uh, he's gonna be so excited. It's with an AeroPress. Okay. And uh, you know, it's kind. I'm kind of crazy with it. 250 grams of water. Okay. At 203 Excellent. degrees. Excellent. For Excellent. a minute and 45 seconds, with oh, uh, two screens in the AeroPress, and what it makes the perfect cup of coffee. Do you use oat milk or soy milk or almond milk? No, or we milk? we use uh, non-dairy powdered Peter. stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. See, the thing happened was I was always a coffee drinker, and then um, it was always like drip coffees, like my yeah. father, you know. So and that's what I was used to, and and I and I liked it. And then we went to Spain, mm. and we went to Viviero, Spain, and I got a cup of coffee on the sidewalk, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, yeah I heard yeah. Europe's off the chamber coffee. Like dude. this coffee, and then yeah. when I came home, I just could not drink regular coffee. Right, and it took me fucking years to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And I was trying all these different coffees, and then. Uh, Hoya told me about James Coffee. Yes. And um, he's going to be so hyped, man. That was it. I have a collab dropping next week with James Coffee, One Life One Chance podcast collab. Yeah. My own coffee, my own coffee mugs, all that stuff. Yeah, I'm working on one for Sepultura, hopefully. That would be great. But yeah, I love James. <laughs> Hazen Street. Love James, man. Are, are you a, a hockey fan? Big time. Yeah, so fucking t- Blackhawks, homie. Yeah. Stop. Just hold on a second. I'm going go, to go, go pee. I'll right back. No, because. Uh, no, I didn't know growing up I was like uh like really into sports, but I just didn't like the people that were surrounding me yeah, a lot yeah, of times, yeah. like the jockheads. But uh I, I I love sports, you know, and, and, and so that's why I was just curious because you were like you mentioned the Sabres. And, and so. Yeah. I, I my thing with the Sabres is because there was used to be this player, Matthew Barnaby, who became okay. who became a hawk. Okay. And uh so that's your team, the Blackhawks. Blackhawks, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because um, back in high school, uh, I was friends with a girl who moved from Chicago, mm-hmm. and her older brother really liked the Islanders. So okay. he's from Chicago, but he liked the Islanders, and he had all this Blackhawk shit. And it, so he would, I seen his jersey, like his hockey sweater, uh, and it just looked really fucking cool. Yeah. And so he would tell me about, like, because his dad had season tickets, he would tell me all these stories and and then I fell in love with this player, Bob Probert, who was like the tough guy. Right, and right. And uh, that was it. And then I fucking loved him. <laughs> and uh, so Matthew Barnby was a Buffalo Sabre who was like, a, I guess you would call him like a 
agitator. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's the one who got you to fucking got them to fight. Yeah, yeah. They used to call him Jaws because he he'd had like a chrome mouthpiece and shit. So oh, when he smiled, it's, so it was just. I was just like, at, at the moment, I was like, I'm gonna move up to Albany. I'm gonna do all this cool shit, you know? Because yeah. I was just like trying to get psyched about Albany. You're right. Because I mean, come on, it's Albany, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, shout out to Albany. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Albany is great. But I just, I was just like, at the time, I was like, I gotta figure out, like, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go. Oh, I'm gonna go to Sabres games, and then, oh, I'm gonna go to when I'm in Buffalo. I'm gonna go see. Mark from Zero Tolerance, he's been hitting oh, me up and shit. Yeah. And then I go up there and I find out that these places are like fucking six hours away and shit. Yeah. I'm like, where the fuck am I right now? But you weren't a sports guy growing up really though. Nah. That was later nah. on in life. I hate sports. Nah. Seven seconds. Yeah. I don't I don't really like um I just I don't know. There's something about hockey just they don't no. seem jocks. They don't seem jockey to me. Mm-hmm. At least when I, the when I was like super into it like years ago. Yeah. It was different. Maybe, was maybe, different maybe, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, they sucked for so long until they got good. My wife was so happy that my judge loved Blackhawks from Chicago. Yeah. So they're always talking about Blackhawks. Yeah. Like, I'm like a freak, man. I, for some reason, I loved uh, the Bruins. I was just like a Boston huge Bruins. Bruins. Boston that was like one of the first books I ever got in, in school when, you know, they, they're trying to teach you how to like have a library card and you got to take out a I took out like a Bobby Orr book. Yeah. Bobby Orr. Yeah. I mean, there's so many legends that played on that team. But, yeah. And I, but hockey, geez. I mean, that was my first live sport ever in my life. Really? I used to go to all the games at Moon where every time I go, like, the Blackhawks would beat the LA Kings. I mean, it was fight. like fanatical because also it's the same time that the U.S. did the most impossible feat of beating the Oh, Russians. yeah, 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 and it yeah. It was just like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. People like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, this is unbelievable. Like this wasn't supposed to happen. I mean, it's one of the most like a tearful. I remember people were just like losing their losing their mind. It was such the underdog Damn. story, you know. And I was like, I, I love the sport. But yeah, I was just like, oh, I like man. underdog better. Yeah, <laughs> come on. <man. laughs> hey, uh, what is the um? What's the sport that you've been going to? I see you at oh, a big crowd. Oh, LAFC. I brought Derek recently yeah. to. Was that LA soccer? soccer team. Yeah. So that's my Soccer. new that's my new thing. Um, shout out, shout out to LAFC. Dan Smith's been going, and he brought, invited me to go. And there's this whole section called 3252. It's like live drums. It's a whole crew. Be real from Cypress plays drums, and it's a whole section where it's just they play songs the whole time. And I'm watching that more than the game. But it's a whole bunch of hardcore kids. Like the main dude had a one life one chance tat. I got to meet all of them. I went over to the stands. They put me on a jumbo screen. They had me like mic'd up. I was like, yo, I'm bringing Derek and put him on blast. So we brought Derek. He got his own jersey with separate uh, your number on the back. Yeah, they put him yeah. on the screen. It's like it's such a cool community of people. And you, know, you don't realize how many people from punk and hardcore are involved in all kinds of things. And so the whole crew is just like awesome. And we go and it's like this great energy. It's, it's like great, a lot. It's like a punk show. Yeah. So I've been going to that. Thank you, Dan Smith. And took, took Derek out there. Yeah, it's amazing. It's cool, right? Yeah, it's a cool vibe. It did, it did look cool. I just didn't know what it, what it was. I kind it's, of it's I kind of thought yeah, it was so, soccer, but I didn't know. And we sure. just won everything it's at the end. Team. It was yeah, like championship, and it's it's they're building this team. You know, it's the second team in L.A. So uh, it's a, it's crazy because I was living in Brazil and that whole football or soccer culture. Is, yeah, you know, in their blood. Um, and it's cool to see how it's changed here. How it's something it's huge, super man. massive here. You know? 
Shout out to Shavo from System of a Down. We got to meet. He's always there. Yeah. So everlasting. Everybody comes through in this section we all hang out in. It's like all groups of people and different musicians. And it's great. It's man. so cool. It's a yeah. Lot of fun. It was it's really cool. fun to watch. So I never thought I would see you at like a sporting <laughs> event. <laughs> <laughs> Me either. I, was I know. I know. Dude. Moon has drug you to like a, a Blackhawk. Yeah. Game yeah. <laughs> I brought Moon once too. She like it's just a lot of energy. There's a lot of things happening. But yeah, I'm not a sports guy. I couldn't name one team member. Nothing or anything. I don't know anything about it. Come on, just one. Uh, shit, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's fun to go there and just see it. But live, live baseball, no disrespect, really was super boring for me. I went to the Dodgers game before. It was just, it wasn't my thing. I know, I hear you. It's a lot of okay. time and chill, but yeah, man. hockey's so intense and so fast. It's awesome. That's great. Live wrestling's mm -hmm. fun. And soccer, yeah. Yeah. That's all you fuck with is hockey? Hockey, uh, UFC. Okay. And then uh, cup racing. What is it? Winston Cup. No, nah, it's not Winston. What is it now? What is NASCAR. That? Oh, is it NASCAR? Uh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Nobody, nobody watches golf in here? I have watched it's hard, it. Man. It's relaxing, though. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's been on when I've been doing other things, but... My bucket list is uh, a live NBA basketball game. I've Yo, never been to one. So much fun. Man. Okay, yeah. I want to go. This is my bucket list for this it's year. If anybody's listening, it's incredible. I know a lot of the people, Lakers are big fans of the pod. They're listening now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll get you there. That's my goal for this year: a basketball game. Yeah. <laughs> no so problem. nothing no, no, on the horizon for Judge right now. It's just chill, hiatus. Everybody's doing their things. I know Charlie plays with GB, and everybody's all over the place. And so yeah. There are some things I don't know if I'm supposed to say. Okay, but there might be. So there's a couple of shows <laughs> right, might be coming. Right. I think you guys announced one. Maybe you did, maybe not. But something this year to be a judge show. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. But new music, if it happens, it happens. We're gonna do like a. Anyway. We're gonna do a West Coast thing with uh, with somebody oh, else. Yes. Yeah. This year. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Sick. Okay. Late. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. That's great news. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So look out for that, people listening, and if and, and if it, does ever new judge record, great. If not, great. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, what? <laughs> but I do love the fact that you don't want to force it and keep it organic. Yeah. But also, yeah. I feel like you, you shouldn't. It's hard for me to say, but you don't don't even think about thirty year that record. Like this is this is my judge now. Like it's never going to be what that sounds like. Do you know what I'm saying? Whatever your influences are now and how you sound, that's how it's going to be. You you can't go. You're not a time machine. You can't go back in time and make the same record. Yeah, I know. I I, I know. I know that's the I know. mental on you. you but I also saying? like where I work. I like. Walk into the bathroom and fucking Steve will be cranking fucking <laughs> forget this time and shit. You know, it's like <laughs> it's hard to avoid. It. He's so poor. He's so yeah. fucking poor. Shout out to Steve Reddy, man. Yeah, Steve Reddy. He'll like he he'll fucking he he listens when he's when he's on the dock for, for shipping and shit. He'll be like listening and be like Youth of Today, Judge, Wings. <laughs> it's like so fucking weird, dude. <laughs> I love that. You know what's even better than that? He's Grateful still... Dead. He's super into the Grateful Dead. Wow, so it'll be like cool. some wow. weird Grateful Dead song and then like an SSD song. You're right. Like, yeah, they got the weirdest playlist in the world, dude. Yo, you know, you know what it says a lot about all you guys is that he still fucks with your music and he knows you. Yeah. You work together. Yeah. He's still a fan and he's still, that's so cool. Yeah. And that says a lot about you guys. Too. Yeah. And he's like, oh, he's, he'll like come into the room and go, listen, I got an idea for this. And we're like, no, we ain't doing that. He's <laughs> <laughs> great, though. You know? He's it's aging fun. backwards, too. He's like Benjamin Buttons. He's just having he a, exactly the same really? dude. Yeah, it looks wow. so good. Yeah. I, haven't seen that I mean, he just wants, like, and I understand what he says. Like, so we have this group of guys, right? And a lot of us has changed in different ways. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye on different things. But 
I think because of what we did and the time we did it that um I I mean I, I like I I just I love those guys like yeah, man. I don't know what like it's it's just fucking hard I don't know like it's I don't know time. if any like back then when there was no money involved and like especially like the break down the walls tour mm-hmm. which is probably where we met you right yep where we're just like van broke down we all get jobs in junkyards to pay for the parts yeah do what you or have to do. Right, right. you know like I don't know if that shit kind of shit happens anymore but like those those nights when we were just like you know fucking starving and tired and homesick those are some of the best fucking conversations I've ever had in my life sure man and I've never been as close to people like as I have like on those nights when you're fucking you're just too tired to have any fucking defenses up you know yeah. and you're just talking to your yeah. to you're talking to a guy who's going through the same thing you are man yeah. we're just like we're just those impactful conversations that last your lifetime that friendships yeah. that bond man so whenever I see those guys I see them but I also see them back then yeah. and I'm just like you're always gonna be like my guys yeah. I, I, there's nothing I can do about it no I met them at a time when I needed them awesome and man. so this is an excellent this is yeah this this is probably my favorite combo i have with you out of all three this is awesome mike thanks for being here man no problem brother this is i great. appreciate it really really fun man yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh well thanks for listening everybody and you can check out um you're not really on the, you're not really on social media that much right i mean I, I i do a lot of watching more than posting <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. But, uh, do you really fuck with your DMs or comments or anything like that or read? Like, do you respond to your co- their messages or? I do, I do. Sometimes they just they're just unreasonable requests. Yeah. Like, and I, I don't want to I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or something. You know? Yeah. But like some, I mean, people are, people ask weird shit, and you're just and, like. And do you do you care about negative comments or respond to that kind of shit or give a fuck about internet? I mean, I do care, but I don't respond because yeah. I just I learned I learned the hard way in the beginning. Like, I remember Sammy having told us, "Like, listen, this is gonna happen, and just don't pay attention to any what anybody says. Stay off of social media." And I, I and I seen it. Yeah, you know, there there were fucking people who hate it, and there's there's people who used to be my friends who are just whatever turned their backs on me out, yeah. out here. Yeah, you know. So I just don't pay any attention to it. I like it. People in my life are in my life, and the people who aren't, I don't care. Yeah. This doesn't matter to me anymore. And you lived off the grid for such a long time. Living off, living off the internet should not be hard for you. No. Nah, nah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. All right, Mike. I'm just chilling with Stella you. right now. Chilling with yeah. Stella's here. KJ, thanks for being here. Derek, D-Block, this is awesome, awesome, awesome. Great time, time to get some food, everybody. Great combo. We out. Peace. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now, and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other, and that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card, don't really tell me much, didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen, so I never went back. 
So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm that looks like a big black blob is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 remover treatments done. 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TOBYH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out. Yo, people always ask me what kind of frames I'm rocking. I've been rocking Caddis for a couple years. They make amazing progressive readers, which I wear. Also, they make sunglass readers, anti-glare, anti-smudge coating, anti-scratch it, anti-aging. That's why I look mad young when I wear them. I'm just kidding. Um, but they make amazing frames. Caddis, so stoked to have you guys part of the podcast. You can go to caddislife.com slash Toby10 and get $10 off your first purchase. Stoked. Thank you, Caddis. Welcome to the fam. Yo, yo, Liquid Death. Thank you so much for hydrating all my guests taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water. Love your brand. Love what you stand for. Love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. They have now blessed me with my own code. So if you go liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst. Stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. <laughs>